on verdict are picking him to get KO'd. Oh, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, Carolina Kowalkowitz? Yep. Yeah, she's barely on the card. Oh, well, because she has four losses in a row. So. You know, it kind of disappointed me. The last uh, card that she was on kind of disappointed me because her name is is pronounced different from that. Kowalkowitz? There's like a V in there or some <clears throat> shit. Well, that sucks. And I I used to be really confident in it because I'm like, I'm Polish. I know how to say this shit. Kowalkowitz. <laughs> it's not like Yo Jacek. It's, yeah. <clears throat> it seems like you can just sound it out. But evidently Kovalkiewicz. Kovalkiewicz. That was how that's how John oh, Anik yeah. was saying it. And you know he did his yeah. research and yeah. talked to the manager and all that. Well, I guess we're already talking. I don't this is another thing about and I told Swank this last week. It's it's strange now doing intros because I have to intro you mm-hmm. because you haven't been on it again yet. But we're not like who am I talking to? You know what I'm saying? It feels weird to do the intro and talk to everybody else, and then it's just me and you. It just feels strange. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know, so. <clears throat> anyway, Man Trap Sports, episode number f- four? Three. Today's. We're talking UFC, and I have the great one. <laughs> the trill one. The trill one. Jay Hill. Jason Hildreth, back in the building. There you go. There's your intro. Perfect. I like we, were, it. we were already talking about the fucking UFC. Did you see any of the uh, Sean Strickland Ural fight? Did not. Didn't yeah. catch that one. Okay. Spoiler alert: Ural Hall looked like fucking butt cheeks. He was terrible. He got Did wrecked. He go to a decision. Yeah. Oh, it couldn't have been too bad then. UD uh, 50-44, 50-45, 49-46. Can we talk for a moment just because me watching the fight, the 50-44, that was pretty good. 50-45, I can see. 49-46, Uriah Hall did not win. He didn't win a round. So did you see which round they gave him? No. No. I think it really matters if he lost the round or lost the fight that bad, but I don't know. That's so that's UFC judging for you. Yeah, that's how it's been here recently yeah. for the past two or three months. Yeah, and then the verdict, uh, which I've been on you about getting on the fucking verdict app, forty nine point five one to forty five point oh seven. So there's no chance. No. So essentially, like you round up basically to get the or round down depending on which percentage point is right. higher or lower. Forty nine and a half and above. Forty nine and a half below is going to be a forty nine. So basically, the 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 world scored it as fifty forty five. And see, with him, obviously, one of the judges thought he was losing so bad that they gave him an eight in one of the rounds. Yeah. So I'm not saying he couldn't win one, but at the same time, like the other two seemed to think he was just there. He just yeah. showed up to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't his know last, what's going on there. His last fight before this was at Weidman. When the leg snap happened? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. And I was wondering, you know, because Uriah Hall's always been He's very weird mental. About that. Yeah. Because he almost killed a guy on the Ultimate Fighter. And then now with the Chris Weidman stuff, like it clearly affected him when it happened. Yeah. In the ring. And so I was wondering, like, mm, he's probably going to be fucked up. And then <clears throat> even though he took the fight with Anderson and he, he did everything he wanted to do, yeah. still because he's such an emotional fighter. Mm hmm. I'll just be the legend, you know, like he feels 
more bad for him than he does yeah. good for himself. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's too nice. Sorry. I just had to make – I just am very paranoid about the fucking cameras either going off or not being recording. Because <laughs> uh, uh, last week when me and Swank were doing it, the we did one about baseball, the Astros, and then we were ambitious. We We attempted to do another one the same day, same night. Oh. So I just went around and turned the cameras back on. Like I stopped them all mm-hmm. and then went back and turned them all back on. Well, this one, which is yours or Swank's or whoever's sitting right. in that seat, the 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 uh, memory card got full somehow. How much can it hold? Well, I thought a whole lot more than that, but it got full like 20 minutes in. So we only have like 20 minutes of Swank talking. Right. Well, that doesn't work for this podcast. Because it can't just be the camera on me. And that one cuts off at 32 minutes. So we went like 40-something minutes. We went like 40 or 42 minutes mm-hmm. talking about the Texas and OU to the SEC. Oh, we yeah. Talking That's shit. A big deal. Saying too, horns you know? down and all kind of shit. And, and fuck it. at the end of the episode, like Swank's like talking straight to the camera and doing the horns down shit. None of it's on camera. Oh man! So we had to do the audio only. So I put a whole deal up on YouTube that was like, "Sorry, tribe, with technical difficulties." That's definitely something you could come back to once yeah. football season takes. You know, yeah. Try yeah. to make something of it. Anyway, this is good a UFC, to know. This is a UFC podcast, anyway, yeah, but right. I just felt like I needed to say that. Uh, so yeah, UFC two sixty five this weekend. We're going to be in Louisiana. Yes, Friday evening to Sunday S- afternoon. Sunday sometime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's where Derek Lewis is from originally, right? Yes. But he, he lives that, in Houston now. I think he was born in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that sounds accurate. Yeah. So UFC 265, Derek Lewis versus some fucking French guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cyril gone. That's the favorite. Yeah, he is the favorite, but we're going to talk about, we'll, we'll, we'll lead up to that one. We're talk about the top three fights on that card, which the first one of that is number five, Michael Chiesa versus number six, Vicente Luque. Is that how you pronounce it? I hope. Luke. Luke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this one, Luque is the favorite, which I kind of have a problem with a little. I thought you didn't like Chiesa, though. I don't. Which, <coughs> it isn't Chisa, right? It is actually Chiesa. I, I mean, as far as I know, it's fucking Michael Chiesa. But yeah. I don't appreciate the fact that he got a job announcing for the UFC and has been using every opportunity that he gets on a screen asking for a title shot. I'm like, you've fought fucking, let's see here. He's on a four-fight win streak, right? December okay. 2018, he beat Carlos Condit. July of 2019, he beat Diego Sanchez. That doesn't count. Neither one does so far. His has been in and out of it, you know? Right. January 2020, he beat RDA. I'll give you credit okay. for that. Neil Magny, January 2021. So if we're just counting the – so Condit, okay, that was 2018. We're not going to count that. That was too long ago. Right. Diego Sanchez, we're not going to count that because he's done. Uh. RDA will count that. That was January of 2020. Yeah, that was a big deal. And then he didn't fight again until January of 2021. So you fought twice 
now in a year, two years, mm-hmm. and you want a title shot, like just you're just like it's my it's my turn for a title shot. Really? If you haven't beaten any of those top six guys, you can't get a title shot, especially not in that division right now. You know. On the flip side of that, though, Luke is ranked below Kiesa, number six, but his last win was Tyron Woodley. His last win? Mm-hmm. But Woodley's fought Covington since then, right? No, he is the one that retired. He's the one that got Oh, Woodley he fought cut. him. At, okay, okay. So yeah. he Covington beat Woodley, and then he Vicente he, fought him. He he beat Tyron Woodley in March of 2021. Okay. So March of this year right. is when he beat Woodley, which he was fucking him up on the feet, and then I think he finished him. That was actually a pretty good fight while it lasted, right? Wasn't it back and forth? It was okay trading? in the front half of that. But, I mean, Tyron Woodley's chin is fucking not there anymore. Yeah. And he just can't keep up with these dudes. He he didn't look he didn't look like the Tyron Woodley that was striking with uh, Stephen Thompson. Yeah, and the one that was putting balls on old Darren Till up there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <coughs> Which, I, yeah, no, you, it's a good point, point that too. Shit out. <laughs> I hate to bring the Pauls into this, but perfect opponent mm-hmm. because of, you know, Woodley obviously been on a hell of a losing streak. Yeah. And he has plenty of power. I mean, there's no doubt he could put Jake Paul out or most people out. Yeah. But his chin has been pretty suspect, you yeah. know? And, like, there's no reason why. I Woodley never thought that. Woodley hasn't won a fight in, what, th- four year, three years? Four years? It's been what, four or five fight yeah. losing streaks, something yeah. like that. I never thought that somebody like Vicente would even get a shot at him. I mean, he looked like a world beater, you yeah. know, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. But shows you how much things can change in MMA in a couple of years. So he's the favorite. Okay, I don't appreciate the fact that he's the favorite coming off of a win. He's not a very big favorite. It's minus 125. But he's com- coming off of a win over Woodley, considering that Kies is coming off of RDA and Neil Magny, even though I kind of just trashed his A little bit better, yeah. But that's a better than Tyron Woodley. But to Luque's advantage, 13-3 and three in the UFC. His only losses were in his debut, which was on an Ultimate Fighter card. Mm-hmm. A uh, Leon Edwards. That's fair. In March of 2017, that was a while back, and then Stephen Thompson in November of 2019, which, as we've seen with all of his fights, it's just a tough matchup. Right. Not that you can't beat him; you can, but you have to have the right game plan, and it's going to be on points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gilbert Burns, Tyrone Woodley, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, let's see what else we got here. The wins breakdown. Okay, because Kiesa is eighteen and four, and Vicente Luque is twenty-seven and one. Kiesa, wait, twenty-seven and one. Okay, yeah, yeah. twenty. There's no seven. Way. Yeah, twenty wins, seven losses. I should have done the buffer. <laughs> twenty wins, seven losses. Uh, but fun fact: Michael Kiesa, at least unless one of these submissions is submission due to punches, has never KO'd somebody. Oh Lord. And how about Vicente, though? How many knockouts does he have? 11. Okay. Yeah, he got hands. He got hands. 11 of his 20 wins is by KO. Seven by sub, two, only two decisions. So he's going for the finish no matter what. Mm-hmm. He's a finisher. Yeah. Certainly a finisher. Uh, and I just realized, yeah, okay, that's 20. I was about to say. 
I was nope. doing math on that, and I was like, that's not that didn't add up to twenty. <laughs> my, my shit's off. If Kiesa was somehow able to win, mm-hmm. would you be okay with an immediate title shot? Or do you still feel like there's somebody out there, Edwards, Masvidal, loser of Covington, Uzman? Leon Edwards obviously deserves it the most right now. Uh, but it seems like he's maybe about to get matched up with Masvidal. And Masvidal said he doesn't care who he fights. It's, it's the only person he wants to fight is the person that gets him back to the title the quickest. Yeah, which obviously that would be the fight to make. Right. But, but even that, though, even like if he fought Leon Edwards, he would probably still need to win one or two after that before he got back in the goodwill of people and saying if, like, oh, he deserves a title shot. If Usman's still the champ. If yeah. Covington was to win, I think because it's yeah. a different matchup, they would talk a lot of trash, you know, right. to each other. Maybe, but you got to start with the win first. And I don't even know if he can beat Edwards right now. You know, just yeah. because of the style. I'm not saying yeah. he's. Not, I don't of course, know. Though, on the feet, if he takes Nate's blueprint towards the in that last round, because Nate was winning in that last round, especially he tagged him and kind yeah. of rocked him a little bit. <clears throat> he's got more power than Nate. So if he can clip Leon, obviously his chin may be a little suspect. I don't know because, I mean, if you get hit by Nate Diaz for five rounds, surely at some point you're going to wobble because <laughs> at least you got to be tired, right? Oh, yeah. I mean – See, that's the – I do think that you could have the Askren effect to where Edwards hates him so much he does something stupid and yeah. he gets caught. Or you could go the other route to where, you know, even though I hate you – I'm going to make sure I beat you so I play it safe. He's going to try to take yeah. him down and I, wrestle him out. And I think that's that was that's Leon Edwards' MO, really. I don't think he hates him enough to m- make a mistake because he's such a boring human being. <laughs> no, he does I'm not He doesn't get emotionally like stirred up. Yeah, not and to he knock says his think instead of think, which I fucking hate. <laughs> <clears throat> and evidently he loves a two and three pieces and a biscuit, so Yeah. That's good. He when he was on Rogan, I listened to like five minutes of it. Thirty minutes. I oh, tried okay. my best because he's one of the top contenders in the in the UFC. I mean, he's a hell of a fucking fighter. Mm-hmm. Between the accent, which I'm whatever ism where you're that against accents, you got it. <laughs> that's me because <laughs> I fucking hate accents, which I'm sure I probably have one to some to most people, but you know. That's their problem, not mine. And on top of that, and he's just not interesting. He's no. not. He, and, you and put I, that accent with his personality, done. Joe Rogan can make most people on this planet interesting, and he's not one of them. He can have philosophers and you know astronomists and all kinds of they, – what they do is very cool, but listen to them explain it sometimes right. isn't. Yeah. But Joe will ask the questions that keep you going, you know, and get yeah. you know get them to basically dumb it down for normal people. Mm-hmm. With Edwards, I'm not knocking his skills. He's obviously really good. He's just yeah. not really fun to watch. No, you know? he's not at all. He's not at all. He's not fun to listen to, and I think I don't like him that much. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a hell of a fighter, and he'll probably, if he fights Masvidal, he'll probably win that one. Well, he'll for sure be the favorite. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So have to yeah. see how that goes. Askren was a favorite too. So. Off on a, off on a tangent, uh, <clears throat> I was going to tell you this too. I was going to mention this about Kiesa before we make a prediction on this fight. Uh, his last loss is to Anthony Pettis, who's now 
lost two in a row in PFL, mm-hmm. I think, um, in July of 2018. And that was actually at lightweight. But he missed weight, and then he moved to welterweight. He's that. a pretty big – yeah, he was always a very big lightweight. So. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, <clears throat> not that it matters. He's with Team Alpha Male, and uh, Luke K is with Sanford MMA, which is Henry Hooft. Who you got? I don't want Michael Chiesa to win. Chiesa, Chiesa. I don't want him to win. So You're going with Vicente Luque? Is that my only option if I don't want him to win? Yeah, that's who I'll. <laughs> either that or a draw. <clears throat> no, no, no. Either one of them to win. We're not doing a draw. Yeah. I'll take Vicente. That'd be a pretty tough call right there. If I <clears throat> You uh, are you calling a finish or decision? What it's a three round fight, so not anything crazy. TKO, round two, round two TKO. Okay, how many times the books. does Kiesa make an excuse for it the next time he gets on TV? <sighs> that is yet to be determined. It depends on how many times he gets punched in the face. <sighs> I just remember how remember the whole bus situation what was that in Brooklyn with Khabib yeah. and. Co- yeah. Remember how he handled that, and I was like, "Ow!" Oh. And then who was it? Kevin Lee. Yeah, that was one of his big losses. Yeah, when they were talking smack to each other, and he ran up on him, and he kind of lost the fight before he lost the fight. Didn't he say something? Didn't Kevin Lee <clears throat> say some shit about his mom or something? And he told him not to, and yeah. then he, he definitely anyway. did it anyways, <laughs> or did it again, <laughs> yeah. and then he kind of got two pieced. So, yeah. yeah, whenever whenever you say something like that to regular people, you're like. Oh no, he's a dog. You better leave him alone. You know, like yeah. Masvidal, Askren kept poking him, poking him, and then you see what happens. So I kind of guess is not that fighter. Yeah. But I thought like, hey, dude, fight aside, I'm about to beat your ass. Right. And Kevin Lee being the younger, cooler, hipper guy, he's like, right, let's see what happens. And we did see what happened, and then we <laughs> yeah. saw what happened in the fight. So yeah. yeah, I don't. He could very well win it. I just don't want him to. So I'm not going to pick yeah. him. You know. Yeah. No, I think that's one that's pretty close, but I'm in the same boat as you. I'm taking Luke. I think that Luke, he's younger by four years. Yeah, four years. <clears throat> he's a better striker. He's the up-and-comer. You know, he probably is going to work his way into a title shot at some point. Yeah. Um, Usman is going to beat Covington, and then – He'll go on to probably fight Leon Edwards unless Edwards fights Masvidal or even maybe even after he fights Masvidal, depending <clears throat> on when they make that fight. Uh, and then I could see Luke maybe maybe he fights see, Covington. Gil- or Gilbert Burns because Gilbert? his fight wasn't that great against, according to Dana and most people, against Thompson. You Gilbert know, so. is trying to fight Nate Diaz so bad. He's trying to get some money, yeah. And I know Gilbert Burns is really good on the ground. I don't know if he's Nate Diaz good on the ground, but I want to see. I want to see. I I just like that's what's crazy but now. I also and, don't want Nate to lose again, which he probably would. Yeah, yeah. that's what's yeah. fun about fighting today, though, is because you're way more interested in matchups than the rankings. So, I and mean, luckily for Nate Diaz fans, that's worked out really well because yeah. that last minute of the Leon Edwards fight was more exciting than Leon Edwards' entire career. <laughs> you know, even though yeah. Nate lost the – of course he lost. Yeah. And, you know, he had to have the finish. But I've now watched that YouTube video of him that last minute like four or five times. Mm. 
didn't care to watch the rest of the fight. Just saw that, yeah. you know, he had the chance of finishing him. And you know what I think the UFC was doing there? I think they were playing, uh, they were playing a game with Nate's popularity. Mm-hmm. We'll match him up with somebody who's really good, has a chance at being our champion, but is not popular. We're going to match him up with somebody who's really popular, and if he outfights Nate Diaz, he'll gain some fans. Right, because you have more eyeballs watching it. Right, going to have more eyeballs on it and more casual fans that he ends up beating Nate, and they're going to be like, man, that dude is fucking good. He beat Nate Diaz. And then when he fights for the title, more people tune in. Backfired like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Because somehow, even though Nate was getting pretty well just fucking his ass whooped, the whole fight ends up winning, basically, oh, in the yeah. last round. Even though he didn't finish it and he technically didn't win the fight, Nate Diaz won that fight. He came <laughs> out better after he lost. See, that's I, there's. it's not going to happen anytime soon, but there's been a lot of situations like that to where the, the school ground rules. Yeah. Who calls more damage? Who did the people think won the fight? Because Edwards won the rounds. Yeah. I don't think he necessarily won. If you looked at it in the totality, you know, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like the 10-9 or 10-8, 10-7, yeah. which you never see that, I feel like it's flawed. Boxing, you have a couple things that you're looking for. MMA, you could be standing up. You could be flying through the air. You could be on the ground. I mean, there's a lot of different ways yeah. to score it, you know? I think the 10 I think the 10-10 the judging is fine. But you got to have more judges. You can't just have the three. Yeah. You got to have more judges, which is why I kind of lean on the verdict deal because most of the time they get it right. Like in the Sandhagen and Dillashaw. Yeah. That really watching close. that fight, I mean, I scored it for Sandhagen, but if somebody scored it for Dillashaw, I'm not mad at him. Right. And there's you been know. a lot of really, you know, the uh, McGregor Diaz fight, the second mm-hmm. fight was pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how you score the Woodley and Thompson fights, but yeah, uh, boring. Was it Romero and Whitaker? Those were good fights. Yeah. So if you added more judges, I feel like it would be easier. Let's say you had five, right? Yeah. It'd be easier to thin the herd of the bad judging because if four of five had the same scorecard, but then one guy had the other one winning. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna have to sit down and reevaluate your job because right. clearly you yeah. don't know what to look for. Yeah. You know, you got the Adelaide Bird situation where she's like way off, and that's everybody else. I think that's what Who gets was that boxing. Which which boxing match was it? Was one, one of the, the Charlos, Charlos went the yeah. the not as great Charlo brother. It was like one seventeen, one eleven, one fifteen, one thirteen, and then the third one had a draw. Yeah, how are you three? Watching the same fight and scoring it so far apart. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't one's I can understand. Whooping, one's a close fight, but you have a clear winner. And the other one is like, fuck, man. I don't know who won. We <laughs> <laughs> write something down. Yeah. I could see a judge that appreciates offense more than defense and then vice versa. Yeah. So I could see somebody when Manny and Floyd fought. Go! I gave an extra round or two right. to Manny because he was doing more damage. But then, you know, well, I gave it to Floyd because he wasn't really landing. I mean, he was hitting him, but he wasn't hurting him. But yeah. you always have that third judge, and that's the problem. 48-47, 48-47, and then you have the one 49-46. Right. Like, which fight were you watching? Because it didn't happen just now, yeah. you know? 
You weren't watching the same fucking fight I was. Which most of the time when we're watching fights and we we're scoring them, like we're actually paying attention enough to score them. Which is usually just the last one. Yeah. Co-main and main event. Yeah. yeah. We're going to generally end up with a score that's pretty close. It The only thing that should be different, if you're watching the fight and you have watched MMA or boxing or whatever for a decent period of time, you should know what you're scoring. Right. You know, and some people value some things other than, you know. But if you watch a, if you watch a round and one guy wins it, clearly – the only difference in the score should be whether you more easily hand out 10-8s or you stick with the 10-9s. Right. That's it. And see, there's certain things that you can't take into your uh, decision-making. Like, Nate Diaz has amazing cardio. I don't think you can give him points just up, you know, from the rip because he has great cardio. No, I mean, he could still – I don't care. He could be more active in the fifth round than his opponent was in the first. Right. But if he's not winning the exchanges, and again, same thing. Him and uh, Nick both can take a lot of damage. Yes, you're still in the fight, but your face is busted up. You know, so how are we supposed to score that? Because we're going off of damage. We're going off of octagon control. Right. Not getting punched back. So, yes, I do think that comes into account when you don't stop a fight because it is Nate or it is Nick or one of those guys. But I can't give you extra brownie points just because you can take a lot of damage. Right. You know, like yeah. <clears throat> we boy, we got off on tangent. <laughs> yeah. So to <laughs> sum that up, Vicente's going to win. Yeah. So yeah. In summary, with Vicente Luque, and we're already at twenty six minutes. We got <laughs> off on a fucking tangent. Coming into this, I'm like, yeah, thirty minutes, man. Twenty thirty minutes. <laughs> it's fucking. It's so easy Here to get go. off on some bullshit. Uh, we so, haven't even got to the co-main. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got to the co-main yet. So, co-main event. Bantamweight, number five, Jose Aldo, number nine, Pedro, Pedro Munoz. I'm saying Munoz because I know a lot now, of Munozes. Did it, it may be Munoz with a little H in there. Now, he but, still fought at featherweight after he lost his crown to Connor, right? Or did Connor yes. ban him from? He actually was, uh, if you remember, when – they stripped Connor of the featherweight title. Aldo won it back. Damn, that seems like a long time ago. I know. Yeah, probably because it was. It was, uh, man, uh, I thought I had it on here. But, yeah, he's two-time UFC featherweight champion. Uh, seven UFC title defenses. I didn't realize he defended it that many times. That was That's not counting the WC. Yeah, that's, not, that's just since the yeah. merger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, oh, he last held the title in December 2017. That's not that long ago. No, no it's not. Really? Yeah. yeah, it seems like with Jose Aldo, it seems like forever ago because we've been watching him for so fucking long. Oh no, he's wait, only that's, 34. That's when he got destroyed by Max, right? Yeah, and Max. Okay, that makes sense yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, he's only 34 years old. He's actually. Yeah, he's younger than TJ Dillashaw, right? Or they're the same age? TJ know. looks a lot older. I don't know Dillashaw's age. I can but. I can uh, look that shit up, Jamie. <laughs> Thirty five. He's younger than TJ. Wow. Yeah, that's weird. Because you think of TJ with like Faber, who you assume is of course older. Yeah. But then I put him closer to like Garbrandt's age. 
and you know yeah. he's a little bit younger. So yeah, Aldo's one of those sneaky. You feel like he's forty two. Like oh man, this guy's gonna have to retire soon. And he's been fighting since I don't fucking even know when he's been fighting. See, I should have put this all this shit in there, but thirteen. It really because we watched him in WEC. Mm-hmm. It feels like. We've been watching him for fucking 20 years because that feels like forever ago. And we may have actually been watching him for 20 years. <laughs> I'm going to look up. Let me see when uh, Let me see when his first WEC fight was. 2008. We were in high school. June 2008. And we he's, just, we're just he's one year older than us. Yeah. Well, no, no, 34. 34. Wait, oh, he's 30. Wait, who, who are we talking about? Aldo. We're talking about Aldo? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, who was 32? Uh... Nobody right now. Oh. <laughs> Kies is 33. Vicente Luque is 29. Okay. Pedro Munoz is also 34. I thought you said Aldo was 32. No, he's 34. 34 years old. His first fight in WEC was June 1st, 2008. A TKO over Alexander Franca Nogira. The lesser known Nogira brother. <laughs> they were like, why are you lesser known? <laughs> you suck. Damn. You fucking suck. And how many title defenses did he have in the WEC? I mean, if you were Let's to see. One put it, them all together. Defended, defended. Only two. And then they had the merger and or yeah. the bottom out. Yeah. He only defended it twice and then he promoted to the uh UFC featherweight. But uh yeah, it was obviously Mike Brown and Uriah Faber. I think we watched both of those. Yeah. And his fight against Cub Swanson as well. All those, 2009, 2009, 2010. It, that feels like fucking forever ago. Yeah. It feels like two it decades ago. Yeah. It was a very long time <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's only 34, and he's been fighting for 38 years somehow. Uh, <laughs> this doesn't make sense, does it? It's not adding up. Yeah. He's the favorite, minus 130, Pedro Munoz. And, and also, disclaimer, these odds are from a couple days ago, which we're recording this on Tuesday, August 3rd. 2021 2021 so these odds are from a couple days ago so your mileage may vary don't take my word and this is also not betting advice i think i'm supposed to say that to <laughs> exonerate me if somebody loses a bunch of money and they're like well they fucking said it like, no, no, no. please do not bet the house on these picks <laughs> yeah or do but don't just don't blame me for it uh, and if you win you know proceeds go yeah to podcast. yeah you can make a donation in the in the description below um so yeah that's uh, obviously Jose Aldo's a fucking legend. 29 7, 17 KOs, one sub, 11, 11 decisions. Uh, Pedro Munoz is the one really that we need some background on. So his last lost, lost, loss was Frankie Edgar by split decision, August 2020. Close fight. He's only three and two in his last five fights. Hmm. So he had wins against Jimmy Rivera, Cody Garbrandt, which nowadays doesn't mean as much, and uh, Brian Caraway. He, he was in one of those uh, slugfests, right, where him and Cody were both swinging and yeah, Cody yeah. got dumb. and Okay. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, that one. Losses, Frankie Edgar and Aljamain Sterling. Those are the two losses in his last How did he months. lose to Sterling? Not sure. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm just assuming by decision, but. Oh, no. This is Jose Aldo's page. I don't fucking know. Let me see. Pull that shit up, Garrett. Uh, 
All right. Aljamain Sterling, yeah. Uh, unanimous decision. Doesn't mm. say the scorecards. That was June 2019. <clears throat> but he tested positive for testosterone in 2014, so I'm going with Pedro Munoz. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing you can say about Frankie Edgar is a good wrestler, and he has a very good pace, so I'm not blaming him for a split decision loss there. Yeah, Sterling, as we can see with that last title fight, he he's very – I mean, he's good, obviously. He's good, but he's trash. But, yeah, I, I feel like he's a very good game planner and uh, also attempted a lot of takedowns, which, you know, yeah. uses a lot of energy. Uh, I feel like Aldo will stand and wants to stand, mm. so that should – Technically, it should favor Aldo because he's yeah. one of the all-time greats. But he's 32 going on 42. So uh, Munoz <laughs> probably is where I'm leaning on that one. Really? I really You're going wouldn't, with Munoz? I wouldn't mind seeing him pull it off. Yeah. I think I'm going to stick with Aldo just because he's fucking Jose Aldo. He's not done yet. He also has a five-inch reach advantage. He's one inch taller. Um, not that that means as much. At the smaller weight class, but the five inch reach advantage is could yeah definitely big, come into play. Yeah, big fucking deal. So I'm gonna stick with Aldo on that one. You're taking Munoz. Yeah, I'll take Still, Munoz. On even that. though the 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 reach, you know, Munoz got them T Rex arms. <laughs> Sixty five inch reach. He'll figure. Oh my god, he's like. But he's five lady. six. Okay. You know, you gotta. Which, you look at these guys on TV, and they all look like they're six two, six three. You're used to seeing athletes that are that big. And then you see them in person. You remember that time we went to the expo and we saw Clay Guida? Yeah. You're like, no. And he's as tall as that sense. fucking mini fridge. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? I see this guy go to war with people. I'm deathly fucking afraid of getting in a fight with him. And he is <laughs> no taller than that fucking statue right there. Like, what the fuck? Not saying he wouldn't still whoop our ass, but it just doesn't look as intimidating in person, you know? Yeah. That's why, like... Damn it. I was going to oh, do a good switch to that, pointing to that fucking, and it went out. <laughs> oh, well. You know, it's hard to tell in the NFL how tall players are unless they're abnormally tall or abnormally short. Right. Basketball, you can tell the little ones, and they're still taller than you are. But then I always use the top of the octagon. If they're taller than that, okay, yeah. they're pretty good size. But if they're under that, you're like, okay, it's probably a bantamweight, featherweight. What, how tall is the? No, it's I'm not foot? sure, but I know that Big Dan Mergliata is taller than it. So okay. it's probably it really probably is right at six foot. Okay, if I had to guess, I would assume, and I could Google it, but I'm not going to. Somebody out there is going to Google. Somebody it. has the answer. Somebody, sure. <laughs> somebody out there that's listening to this is going to Google it and comment it. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, okay. So you're taking Munoz. I'm taking Aldo. So now we're. Uh oh, we got a different pick because I think we're going the same route on this next one. Oh, hold your breath. Maybe, on it. maybe though. Obviously, the main event of the evening: heavyweight interim UFC championship. Derek Lewis, the number two contender in the world, versus number three, Cyril Gone. Cyril Gone. How do you say it? I've I just it. always say Cyril Gain. I don't know. It's I know that Anik pronounces it Gone. That's what he's going to be after the fight because <laughs> Lewis is going to get him on up out of there. But so uh, yeah. I'm sure it is. He's what well, he's French, right? So I'm sure it is yeah. something fancy like that. Derek Lewis is <clears throat> 36 and the underdog at plus 250. So he's a pretty, actually, pretty big underdog. Cyril Gone is 31 
minus three thirty. He's a like mm. he's a pretty sizable favorite, especially for a title fight. Right. You don't normally see a gap that big. Uh obviously Derek Lewis, twenty five and seven, one no contest. Cyril gone, nine and zero, undefeated. <clears throat> Derek Lewis, six three, two sixty three. Cyril gone, six five, two forty five. Fucking shredded. Yeah. He's in really good shape for sure. You look on his Instagram page, he has one, I think I think it's on his Instagram. It's either there, it's on ESPN MMA's Instagram. I saw it somewhere on Instagram. Don't fucking quote me. He's like looking in the mirror and it's like his back. His back's not very impressive, but then you see him in the mirror in the and it's front. like, oh my God, what the <laughs> fuck? He was talking about, he told all his training partners, don't strategize, just throw fucking right handed bombs. <sighs> trying to prepare for the fight. Yeah. Trying to prepare. Did any of his this. training partners look or throw like Derek Lewis? Probably not. No. Yeah. Nobody on the planet looks or throw. Well, some people look like <clears throat> Derek Lewis. Not very and many people throw. It kind of sucks for him. I mean, I could see it going either way, but it sucks being five rounds because you might not be able to finish him, and he yeah. can always finish you. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have a good enough game plan and you stay away from him, maybe you can grind out a 50-45, yeah. which, I mean, I could see happening. But. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Other than that, Derek Lewis has a two-inch reach disadvantage. 79-inch reach for Derek Lewis, 81-inch reach for Cyril Gaunt. Is that on par with John Jones? John's 80? 84. 84. Yeah, 84 and a half now. Fuck. Yeah, he's, I think he's still growing. <laughs> yeah, HGH will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Derek Lewis. Oh, this was one interesting thing that I was when I was doing the research for this. Derek Lewis is four ounce, the four-ounce fight club, which is – Somewhere there in Houston. It's not a very big camp, you mm -hmm. know. I'm sure that they have other fighters in the UFC. I don't want to talk shit about the four-ounce fight club. Their main fighter is fighting for the heavyweight championship of the world. Right. Cyril Gone, on the other hand, is the MMA factory, which is the biggest gym in France. And it produced Francis Ngannou, who's no longer actually fighting there. Right. He moved on. To Extreme Couture in Las Vegas. Which evidently paid off, yeah. And his ex-coach trashed him pretty much, saying that he has a fucking ego problem. Francis Ngannou. I think he did. Maybe. For, yeah, yeah, for a little while. Until he got his ass whipped by Stipe, maybe. And then, remember, he was like real like shy about exchanging with Lewis, which yeah. don't blame you at first, but like after thousands of boos coming in and realizing yeah. that, like, hey, you know, Got to do something. Yeah. Might need to do something. But I don't, but I would let fucking 50,000 people boo me. I don't give a fuck. I'm not getting close to Derek Lewis. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like a built in storyline, too, for Cyril Gone or Francis Ngannou, like down the line, mm -hmm. if they ever had to fight. Um, hopefully that's not the case because Derek Lewis just fucking deletes him from the yeah. roster. But uh, another thing, okay, so I had the fucking. Of course, Derek Lewis is tied for the most KOs in UFC history, regardless of weight class. Right. With twelve, um, Cyril Gone is thirteen and zero kickboxing. Okay, so that's what he did before he started MMA. He's nine and zero in MMA, so he's completely he's never lost anything mm -hmm. ever. He's never lost across a professional combat sport. Hate it for him. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> 
And he's pretty, for MMA, like he's pretty well-rounded. He's three KOs, three subs, three decisions. Oh, yeah. He's, for a heavyweight, too, he reminds me of Stipe. Not that kind of power, but with more weapons, though. Because he, you know, utilizes kicks. He's very good on the ground. So, yeah, everything tells you to pick him for this fight. But Mm -hmm. like we said at the beginning, we are going gambling (laughs) this weekend. (laughs) Swing and bang. So, I'm going to gamble on Lewis dun, dun, for dun, sure. Dun, 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 dun. If he don't come out to swing and bang, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> or he, he's either going to come out to that, or mm-hmm. yeah, or which? How do you per, when you say that title of that song? How do you do you do it like that? Mm-hmm. I just do it like a like a sang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, don't that, I mean, that's the it. only way to because you could say Jim like we used to. <laughs> Because that's how it showed up on fucking iTunes or whatever. <laughs> but uh, he's either coming out to that or number one stunner. He's yeah, been coming out that. to that one too. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, I think we both have – we're both taking Derek Lewis. Yeah, that's not the, the smarter pick if you didn't have any kind of bias would be Cyril because yeah. he's super impressive. More Taller, more tech. He's a better MMA fighter, but yeah. – you ain't gonna talk about swinging though. Yeah. So yeah, if Lewis catches him, which is that's that's the narrative for every Derek Lewis fight. If he and catches he, him, it's over. But he catches fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. He catches everybody. Okay. And so with his, I would be more concerned. Like when he fought when he fought Daniel Cormier. I really I was like, he's got probably thirty seconds at the beginning of each round. Yeah. To win the fight. And then he's going to be on the ground, and he's not getting up as much as Derek Lewis. His entire wrestling fucking strategy is just stand up, yeah, which works for most people. For, yeah, for him it works. He literally <laughs> just he'll be on the ground in a horrible position, and he just stand the fuck up all of a sudden. Yeah, makes all, no sense from a terrible position, <clears throat> full mount. He just fucking rolls over and like stands up. <laughs> so. uh if he was fighting a, a genuine good wrestler like a Daniel Cormier, I would feel a little bit weird about picking him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I'm going to pick him for every fight that he ever fights because he got them hands. Yeah. But with this guy, what if he's what if he's like, you know what? I'm going to show these people. I'm going to lean on my kickboxing. <laughs> your head going to be you. leaning on your shoulder too. Yeah, more you power catch, to you. You're catching the right. Now, if he was somehow able to like. I'm talking like flatline, uh-huh. Derek Lewis. Well, then, yeah. I mean, that next fight with Ngannou, you know, his first fight with Ngannou, yeah. with him being undefeated, yeah, it would be a huge deal. Former gym, all mm-hmm. that shit, which is probably the way the UFC, if if I had to guess, that's the way they want this to go. Because Derek Lewis and Francis Ngannou have already fought, and it was a fucking Very snooze boring. fest Yeah, somehow. it was one of the worst fights of all time. Yeah. yeah. Which – Makes no sense because they are probably going to go down as the two greatest knockout artists in UFC history, period. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a pretty tough pill to swallow for the UFC. Yeah. But uh, but that's not going to happen. You're not going to worry about Cyril having to make plans for a date with Francis because Lewis is going to take care of it. Yeah, he's going to wake up and not know what the fuck happened because Derek Lewis is going to win uh, what round? What round is he going to win in? He's KOing him. Oh, he's not winning a decision. And it's an H down. First I, round. I forgot to even mention that. Yeah. It's in his fucking hometown. So not only 
is Derek Lewis fighting in his hometown. He's probably going to come out to fucking some H-Town shit. He's probably going to come tops, out with some H-Town shit. Tops drop. He, been, he comes out to tops drop, too. Yeah. So the whole fucking... See, this is one I wish we could be there for. Yeah. Because that arena is going to be fucking Oh, it's going to be... And if he wins... When, when tops drop hits and he comes out, oh, my God, it's going to be fucking... It's going to be insane. I'm going first round... I don't even need the five minutes. I'm going first three minutes oh, of the first shit. round. Okay. All right. Well, now you got me hyped. I'm with you. I'm with you. Fuck it. We're doing it. First three <sighs> minutes, KO, flatlining that motherfucker, and then we're all to Francis and Ghana. Let's yeah, do that shit. Done with it. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Because they're not going to strip Francis. See, that's what – no. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, Derek Lewis already isn't supposed to win, so why not win in the most ridiculous way possible? Catching a super technical, uh, conservative type of fighter early on in the first round right. in your hometown. Yep. Yeah. Makes too much sense. Let's do it. I'm here for it. I'm with you on that one. We're both on it. Uh, so the three so, main fights on that card, we both got Vicente Luque. I got Aldo. You got Pedro Munoz. And then we both riding for our boy, Derek yeah. Lewis, because you got to. You got to. H-Town. So, <clears throat> Derek Lewis, first-round KO. Cyril gone. Back on the line, buddy. Out of there. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's it for that card. Uh, we're eventually going to have to put the frame on it. For people who don't know, they can't see it now because the fucking shit. Oh, man. Died on you. Well, if you if you back it up just a little bit, there's a big gold frame sitting on the table. If you didn't know, me and Jason have a running bet where when we disagree on a main event of a fight, uh, we bet five bucks on it, and instead of just handing the other person the five dollars, it goes in a frame, and the current owner is displayed and like how they want it and all that stuff. And right now, as much as I hate to fucking say it, Jason <clears throat> is the winner. Uh, the pandemic and not doing the podcast kind of held us back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Because you won it a fucking over a year ago. In oh, March. yeah. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah. And a hell of a fight, too. Uh, but to be fair, on most of the main events we agreed with, so we might have to start looking at, like, co-mains. Or, mm -hmm. I'd hate to do it for, like, Aldo and Munoz, but, I mean, you know, if it comes down to it, then it is what it is. Yeah. We'll save it. We'll, we'll save it for the next uh, – what you got? Oh, this one's probably too far out, though. Johnny Walker, Thiago Santos. I've got Santos. I got Walker. Are we Man, doing crazy. it? What? What? Uh, what that's it. October second. That's a. Um, that's ES not that too. That's not far. Fight out. night one ninety three. Okay, that that's not too far. Damn, hold on. I'm have to think about this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, liquid courage. I was gonna ask you about the uh, UFC two sixty six. That's in September. The next that paper. Volkanovski and Volkanovski Ortega. Ortega. Uh, Shevchenko, Lauren Murphy, or Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler. Oh, that would be a good one there. Are the top three. Who you got? Who you got? Just quick, because we may, we'll probably come back in here and do this again for two sixty six. But just as of right now, who you got, Nick or Robbie? Nick. You got Nick. I think so. I think I have to. I feel like I don't. I feel like we're coming into the age of the Diaz's. I feel like you don't come back after all this time unless you're that good. You know, unless you know. And I feel like his camp took the fight, yeah. knowing that he probably wants this to be more than just a one and done. So, yeah. 
That makes sense. I mean, it was you know how long ago it was they fought the first time? Wasn't it like seventeen, 17 years or years, something like I that? Believe, yeah. God, that's yeah. crazy to think. And the fact that they're still doing their profession seventeen years. It's yeah. not like anything else, you know. From what I've seen on Instagram, of course. Yeah. He looks like he's ready. Nick looks like he's in incredible fucking shape. He probably put the club to the backside because remember there the the rumors oh, yeah. were he like lived in the club and was just drunk every day. And there's Instagram live sessions to support that where he just got on there and like mumbled mm -hmm. for fucking five minutes and then cut it off. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking Nick on that one too. I think Nate has pulled him from the gutter, and we're we're it's we're getting to the age of the Diaz's. I feel like. Yeah, if he wins, and depending on the matchups, you could see a Diaz co-main and main event on a pay-per-view probably early in 2022. I think it happens yeah. next year. Yeah. I think it happens That would next be year. dope. And it's going to be a giant fucking pay-per-view. It's going to sell over a million. <sighs> could you imagine? <laughs> Nate, Connor, three. And then Masvidal and, Nick. And Nick and, Nick and oh, Masvidal. <sighs> yeah. That would be nice. That would do two million. I'll go out on a limb and say that one's doing two. Probably be pushing three. With no belt on the line either, you know? Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. Hey. All right, man. You want to wrap it up? Let's do it. I mean, because we, we got another beer in here, but we don't have to do that one on camera. You know what I'm saying? That's true. All right. Well, just like I said for the intro, the outro is kind of the same thing. It's just like, see you later, bitch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm just cut it off. Yeah, I don't know when Jason's going to be back on. Hopefully, we'll do. We can. I mean, we're already damn near in an hour yeah. for this. So hopefully, I'll get you back in here sometime soon to do like a regular uh, episode where right. we're not just talking about. We might season. be able to like follow up on this pay per view this weekend yeah. and then talk about whatever fight night is coming up or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so. which the next one after this one is uh, Jared Cannonier versus Kelvin Gastelum on August twenty first. Okay. Not UFC too far normally off. is like every weekend, but there's a break in between. We got 265 on August 7th, open weekend, August 21st, Cannoneer versus Kevin Gashman, which is pretty good card. Yeah. But uh, I like yeah. It. See you on the flip side, Trap. Peace. <laughs>